Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Pam Montgomery from the Organization of Nature Evolutionaries, and we felt like how important it might be at this time to do a special teleseminar with you, knowing that many of you are at home and might be kind of starting to go stir-crazy. But, um, but we just wanted to just kind of touch in with all of you and let you know that we're here and we're not going anywhere, and we love you, and we care about you, and so we wanted to just share with you some special stuff today. So I'm here with my dear colleague and friend, Alicia Holliday, who is the Executive Director of the Organization of Nature Evolutionaries, and um, this was her idea. So thank you, Alicia, so much for your encouragement, and we wanted to start with a beautiful piece of writing from Clarissa Pinkola Estes, which we are made for these times. That's where the title of this conference call uh, came from her. And so this piece is called Do Not Lose Heart. We were made for these times. So just take a moment, and you might want to even close your eyes to hear this one and let these words go in deeply because she's talking to you. She's talking to all of us. So this is an important one. So just just take a moment to calm down and take a deep breath and, and listen deeply. I have heard from so many recently who are deeply and properly bewildered. They are concerned about the state of affairs in our world right now. It is true, one has to have strong cojones and ovarios to withstand much of what passes for good in our culture today. Abject disregard of what the soul finds most precious and irreplaceable and the corruption of principled ideals have become in some large societal arenas, the new normal, the the grotesquerie of the weak. It is hard to say which one of the current egregious matters has rocked people's worlds and beliefs more. Ours is a time of almost daily jaw-dropping astonishment and often righteous rage over the latest degradations of what matters most to civilized visionary people. You are right in your assessments. The luster and hubris some have aspired to while endorsing acts so heinous against children, elders, everyday people, the poor, the unguarded, the helpless, is breathtaking. Yet I urge you, ask you, gentle you, to please not spend your spirit dry by bewailing these difficult times. Especially do not lose hope, most particularly because the fact is, We were made for these times. Yes, for years we have been learning, practicing, been in training for, and just waiting to meet on this exact plane of engagement. I cannot tell you often enough that we are definitely the leaders we have been waiting for and that we have been raised since childhood for this time precisely. I grew up on the Great Lakes and recognize a seaworthy vessel when I see one. Regarding awakened souls, there have never been more able crafts in the waters than there are right now across the world, and they are fully provisioned and able to signal one another as never before in the history of humankind. I would like to take your hands for a moment and assure you that you are built well for these times. Despite your stints of doubt, your frustrations in a writing all that needs change right now, or even feeling you have lost the map entirely. You are not without resource. You are not alone. 
Look out over the prow. There are millions of boats of righteous souls on the waters with you. In your deepest bones, you have always known this is so. Even though your veneers may shiver from every wave in this stormy royal, I assure you that the long timbers composing your prow and rudder come from a forest greater. That long-grained lumber is known to withstand storms, to hold together, to hold its own, and to advance regardless. We have been in training for a dark time such as this, since the day we ascended to come to earth. For many decades, worldwide, souls just like us have been felled and left for dead in so many ways over and over, brought down by naivete, by lack of love, by suddenly realizing one deadly thing or another, by not realizing something else soon enough, by being ambushed and assaulted by various cultural and personal shocks in the extreme. We also have a heritage and history of being gutted, and yet remember this especially, we have also, of necessity, perfected the knack of resurrection. Over and over again, we have been the living proof that that which has been exiled, lost, or foundered can be restored to life again. This is as true and sturdy a prognosis for the destroyed worlds around us as it was for our own once mortally wounded selves. Though we are not invulnerable, our risability supports us to laugh in the face of cynics who say, fat chance and management before mercy and other evidences of complete absence of soul sense. This and our having been to hell and back on at least one momentous occasion makes us seasoned vessels for certain, even if you do not feel that you are, you are. Even if your puny little ego wants to contest the enormity of your soul, the smaller self can never for long subordinate the larger self. In matters of death and rebirth, you have surpassed the benchmarks many times. Believe the evidence of any one of your past testings and trials. Here it is. Are you still standing? The answer is yes. And no adverbs like barely are allowed here. If you are still standing, ragged flags or no, you are able. Thus you have passed the bar and even raised it. You are seaworthy. In any dark time, there is a tendency to veer toward fainting over how much is wrong or unmended in the world. Do not focus on that. Do not make yourself ill with overwhelm. There is a tendency also to fall into being weakened by persevering on what is outside your reach, by what cannot yet be. Do not focus there. That is spending the wind without raising the sails. We are needed. That is all we can know. And though we meet resistance, we more so will meet great souls who will hail us, love us, and guide us, and we will know them when they appear. Didn't you say you were a believer? Didn't you say you pledged to listen to a voice greater? Didn't you ask for grace? Don't you remember that to be in grace means to submit to the voice greater? You have all the resource you need to ride any wave, to surface, from any trough. In the language of aviators and sailors, ours is to sail forward now, all balls out. Understand the paradox. 
If you study the physics of a water spout, you will see that the outer vortex whirls far more rapidly than the inner one. To calm the storm means to quiet the outer layer, to cause it, by whatever countervailing means, to swirl much less, to more evenly match the velocity of the inner, far less volatile core. Till whatever has been lifted into such a vicious funnel falls back to earth, lays down, is peaceable again. One of the most important steps you can take to help calm the storm is to not allow yourself to be taken in a flurry of overwrought emotion or despair, thereby accidentally contributing to the swale and the swirl. Ours is not the task of fixing the entire world all at once, but of stretching out to mend the part of the world that is within our reach. Any small, calm thing that one soul can do to help another soul to assist some portion of this poor, suffering world will help immensely. It is not given to us to know which acts or by whom will cause the critical mass to tip toward an enduring good. What is needed for dramatic change is an accumulation of acts, adding, adding to, adding more, continuing. We know that it does not take everyone on earth to bring justice and peace, but only a small, determined group who will not give up during the first, second, or hundredth gale. One of the most calming and powerful actions you can do to intervene in a stormy world is to stand up and show your soul. Soul on deck shines like gold in dark times. The light of the soul throws sparks, can send up flares, builds signal fires, causes proper matters to catch fire. To display the lantern of soul in shadowy times like these, to be fierce and to show mercy towards others, both are acts of immense bravery and greatest necessity. Struggling souls catch light from other souls who are fully lit and willing to show it. If you would help to calm the tumult, this is one of the strongest things you can do. There will always be times in the midst of success right around the corner, but as yet still unseen, when you feel discouraged. I, too, have felt despair many times in my life, but I do not keep a chair for it. I will not entertain it. It is not allowed to eat from my plate. The reason is this. In my uttermost bones, I know something, as do you. It is that there can be no despair when you remember why you came to earth, who you serve, and who sent you here. The good words we say and the good deeds we do are not ours. They are the words and deeds of the one who brought us here. In that spirit, I hope you will write this on your wall. When a great ship is in harbor and moored, it is safe. There can be no doubt, but... That is not what great ships are built for. This comes with much love and prayer that you remember who you came from and why you came to this beautiful, needful earth. That is the beautiful writing of Clarissa Pincola Estes. So thank you all for listening. And I'd like to open up um, a little discussion between Alicia and I. We had some ideas about what we wanted to share with you. And and um, so, so yeah, um, Alicia, 
could you jump in here and, and say hi to everybody and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I am Alicia Holliday. Um, some of you know me. Um, maybe not as well as Cam, who is such an adored <laughs> teacher, but um, I'm the executive director of one. And I have, for the last 20 years, maybe even a little bit more, um, really dedicated my life to um, helping to heal the relationship between us human beings and our mother, the earth. And I am a co-founder of a very special and sacred place in New Mexico, and I'm part of a small community there that is also dedicated to this. Um, we've been in a lot of ceremony in these last two decades, and we have been preparing for this moment, this moment when our mother, the earth, would begin to heal herself. And, and upend things for us humans a bit. So um, Pam and I and the Visioning Council of One have had uh, a lot of conversation in the last week and a half in this vein, and it's really where the inspiration for this call came from. So not only how we can connect in with Earth, with nature, to stabilize ourselves, to take in in a reciprocal way the energy that we need to move gracefully and patiently with our communities and families. Many of the one community, many of us are helpers. We are nurses. We are natural health practitioners. We're parents. We're our clerks. We're, I mean, it really goes across the gamut. So it's important for us to um, be nourished in this time so that we can continue to give in a good way. And Pam and I are also going to speak today about taking it in this particular moment that one step further um, in how we can really participate more fully uh, with the earth, with nature at this moment in time. Thank you, Alicia. Thanks, thanks for sharing um, about yourself. and. Um, most of you know me, I think, maybe some not, but um, I've been, oh, I, I would pretty much say my entire adult life I have been working with plants, mostly with the earth and with co-creative partnership with with, with working um, with the earth and nature and, and recognizing that we are kin, you know, we're related here. We are of nature. We are a part of nature, but we've forgotten that and we've gotten gotten a ways away from it. And so part of my, um, I mean, it's, you know, I'm in my work, I'm involved with that, but, but I just felt like I, I wanted to take it to another level. And that's why a few years back I started to think, well, how can, how can we do more? How can we do more? And that's how uh, the Organization of Nature Evolutionaries got created, was wanting to do more and reach a wider audience and just, um, you know, really, really work with, uh, with this co-creative partnership aspect. So that's, I've been doing that for many, many, many years. And like, you, like many of you know, I teach workshops ac across the globe, so it's international and uh, you know, working with plants mostly, but but you know, I'm working with the waters and the and the air and and all of the elements as well. So so that's that's what I'm up to. And I'm just like 
like Alicia, I would say that she and I were talking the other day, and I said, you know, Alicia, I, I started making lists back in the early 70s of like, okay, well, when everything falls apart, let's see, I'm going to need this, 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 and this, and I should put this in place, and da 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 And <laughs> that was a long time ago, and yet I feel like this whole time since then, I've been working towards this, this moment and this time where our skills and our um, what we have in our hearts and our souls is really necessary to um, to bring forward and to be and to step it up here. So so we and, and in this piece of, of writing that I read to you, this is exactly what she's saying. It's like we were made for these times and we need to tap into our gifts. What we have brought to we all come into this incarnation with gifts and what are those gifts and how do we bring them forward? Uh, so we all have those. We all have those, and this is the time. It, it's not time to to be shy anymore, or to say, "Oh, you know, I don't know how to do that," or "I'm not good enough," or "I'm not confident enough," or "What if they don't like me? Who cares?" Just step it up and bring it forward, whatever it may be. And it doesn't doesn't need mean that you have to be a healer or a teacher or any of that. It's it's. Actually, it's the small, simple acts that are so so incredibly important, especially these days. So, um, so yeah, so that's that's what we're doing here is talking about our gifts and talking about how we can bring it forward, talking about how we can stay somewhat calm and sane during this relatively insane time, and how we can come together as community. So here we are on this you know technology thing. I have to say. I'm not a techno person, but right now I'm like, oh, thank you so much for technology because it's making it so that I can be connected with all of you. So, so anyway, that's that's kind of where I'm coming from right now. Um, so, Alicia, I know that one of the things that we t- we've talked about in the last week or two is like, which I was so touched when you brought this forward, and it really made me think deeply about it. Uh, is is like, how do we? be in these times and um see the the kind of like the upside of it the the like you know we we've actually been training on a certain level for this type of mm-hmm. uh uh social distancing as they're calling it could you talk a, a bit about that i just feel that that was such a powerful powerful thing and i just love how you presented it and, well, we yeah, we have talked a lot. I mean, I think the first time that many of us really started preparing for a shift like this, right, was the shift from 1999 to 2000. Um, and I'm glad that this didn't come then because I can honestly say there is no way um, that I was ready for it at that time. Um, and, and then the next time, I'm sure you remember two camp was um, was 2012, right? Um, right. The winter solstice, kind of of 2012, and it didn't it didn't come, and so I just I kept wondering. I know we were born for this time, and time after time, um, you know, it didn't come, and now it's here. So there are definitely some uh, teachings that we've received. Um, in ceremony from our elders many years ago, like 15 years ago or so, that um, that have really been strong in my heart and coming to me. And and one of the things that um, really has been so present with me is the teaching 
that um, that our elders gave us, and they said that there would be a time when we needed to let go of the shore. And at each of these times I mentioned, like in 2000 and again in 2012, at different times, I thought to myself, oh, is this the moment? It's always something that has uh, been carried with me, this wondering. And wondering exactly what they were speaking about. I could only conjecture um, to not cling to the shore. Um, and it wasn't just until recently that it finally started to make sense to me that we are living in that time right now and that to cling to the shore, to cling to what is comfortable and known and easy um, will cause us suffering. And for those of us, and I'm sure it's um, many of the people that are on this call that have the capacity at this moment to really let go of the shore, to surrender um, to the ocean in a way that we're not being totally crashed by the waves, but where we can, as a small boat or a vessel, um, kind of navigate these tumultuous waters, and that if we are strong enough, um, we can actually be beacons or life rafts for, for other people as we're navigating this time. And so um, we wanted to really invite everybody uh, to let go of the shore today um, and to be using this time to, as you're kind of approaching head of fear, um, anxiety, if you can, to steer yourself back and help those others um, that need you more. Be that light in the darkness. Be the raft in the storm. And um, have been in this kind of, I don't know, I, I keep saying quiet time, but honestly for me and I think for many of us so far, this has not been a quiet time, right? I have more children at home with me. I know many people are working more. Um, definitely reaching out more to other people, but finding those few moments, finding the few moments to really take stock of ourselves and the best we can at this time really let go of the shore. And, um, and I've contemplated in these days too what, what it really is going in like deeper layers of this, what our real fear is. And of course I can't speak for everybody, but as a human, being and over my life, I can honestly say that I fear that I have had to navigate, assure that I've had to navigate a lot. Um, it's a very human fear, which is a fear of pain, which is a fear of suffering. So one of the things that I'm doing in these days is that when I see that shore approaching, a shore that I know well, Assure that I've navigated many times in my life and gently stare myself away. No guilt, no judgment, just kind of a, a separating, you know, away from the ocean. Hi, mm. I know you. I've been with you many times. And now is not my time for that. Take my boat back out. So. Mm. It's in that energy um, 
that we want to share today. Mm-hmm. And I know, Pam, too, that you've also been navigating some things, some strong things like that in these days. Yes, I certainly have. This, this whole past year feels like it's been, you know, working really hard to navigate um, navigate the, the uh, tumultuous waters. And yet, at the same time, with that whole kind of image of the water, it's like um, what Lao Tzu says, you know, water uh, resists nothing and overcomes everything. You know, it's just like if you just kind of, like you mm-hmm. say, let go. If you just relax into it, it carries you along. And it's like... Uh, you know, it's like that yes vibration. If I, it, you know, if I put myself into the yes vibration instead of the vibration of fear and, you know, and oh my gosh and overwhelm and oh what are we gonna, you know, the what are we gonna do, you know, um, and I start focusing on the the problem instead of the solution, then um, you know I just get gripped with fear and then I then I can't navigate the those waters. If I just relax into it. And stay in that yes vibration of like, yeah, we, I can do this. We can do that. We can do this together. And and again, we we we're here. You know, we're on the planet during these times for a reason. This is not haphazard. We're here now. And why is it that we're here now? Is because we have something to offer for these times, and we're bringing something forward. And so, um, so to to just kind of remember that of like, yeah. Yeah, I've got something to offer, and I just need to relax into it and not resist. And so, uh, you know, and the other, just you know, to focus on those solutions. Many of you know our dear, our dear friend, teacher, mentor, sister, uh, Rocio Alacarn. She says you need to manage the forces, and you manage the forces by focusing on the solution, not the problem. And so, uh, so yeah, so that's that's what we want to be doing right now is, is focusing on that on those solutions. And so, you know. Um, I know some of you, you know, have your kids at home. Uh, there was this great little video that got sent to me, um, a little, you know, YouTube thing or whatever it was from from my son-in-law. And he's home with three little ones right now, and you know, he's working from home, and they're all home. And <laughs> this video was so funny. It was like shows shows the guy, the dad, you know, he shows him like on a skateboard, and he's sliding by as if he's swimming and then it shows him on a little little kid's tricycle and he goes riding the bike and then it shows him at the at the uh, electric stove and he's like you know making like he's a dj turning all the turning all the uh burners and then he starts flicking the lights on and off and then the the last little flick is um (laughs) this little girl you can hear her in the background daddy daddy and she's hollering for him and like he grabs this cardboard cutout so he's sitting on the couch and he grabs this cardboard cutout thing that looks like the rest of the couch, and so he hides behind the cutout. <laughs> it was so funny. So just to say that I know many of you are at home with kids right now, and you're kind of like, oh, goodness, what, what, what's the next little activity we're going to do with them? But, um, but one of the things that I just wanted to bring forward is this whole notion of that um, the, the, the whole idea of isolation or isolation, I mean, yes, isolation, or being alone, like being, um, uh, um, being, let's see, let me say it a different way, being uh, removed from your everyday world, your everyday workaday world, your everyday world, and you'd be removed from that, and you go to the top of the mountain, for example. So this, and and Alicia, you can speak to this a lot better than I can, probably, because you're involved in these things quite a bit but it's 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 really this whole idea of removing yourself 
from the everyday and going into another kind of space is actually uh, a very um, long, lengthy, over the millennia spiritual tradition, spiritual tradition of removing yourself, going into place of quiet, going into isolation, going into um, a, just a different mode. And so I think for many of us to not go about our everyday thing of get up in the morning, get ready, get the, you know, get the kids off the school, go to work, come home, you know, cook dinner, do whatever we do, like to, to remove ourselves from that kind of daily routine is challenging. And we're kind of like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do with this? And so I just want to invite everybody to think about these traditions that we've had um, for, you know, across you know, across cultures, across, you know, across the globe. This is not just any one culture that, that does this type of spiritual practice, but it is common, you know, across the globe. And so I just want to invite you to to think about that and what that means for us. It's like somewhere inside us, we, you know, it's in our bones, it's in our ancestry that we do know how to do this. And actually, it's a good thing. So Alicia, do you want to speak to that a, a little bit? Yeah, I think it's really important. We've talked a lot about um, how important stories are, right, and how we perceive things and how we have an opportunity right now to re-story um, isolation and quarantine right now. And, um, and I also just want to say that, um, that we know that there are people in a lot of different situations. My son has helped um, uh, a friend of his and his mom her mom the last couple of days, you know, they didn't have a place to live. So I don't want you to think that we're in a bubble. We're also standing in this, and helping many people. And we know that there are a lot of circumstances going on right now and not everybody has extra time. But for those of you that do have the privilege of extra time, contributing to the energy of um, a different story right now is, is powerful. And as Pam said, in um, many spiritual traditions um, all over the world, um, there is the tradition of going to the land, to going to the mountain, to going to the caves, to take that time alone and to connect deeply with all life, to for a moment to leave the part of us that is a little more dense and a little more human, the part of us that is so plugged into speaking, to routine, to all the things that we're attached to. And this is another way that we can um, gently let go of the shore, is to use this time um, to be deep, to connect with nature. Uh, one of the things that really came strongly in a workshop that Visioning Council member Julie Caldwell and I, and I think this also came up really strongly also in Pam and your and Jen and Lauren's workshop in Vermont, um, and no mystery to anybody, but one of the things that really is needed to nourish and connect more and deeply with nature is time and space and stepping out of our mundane world, if even just a moment. And Pam and I have um, both been um, in traditions where um, you go out to the land for, in some cases, many days um, to 
pray with the earth to become one the best that you can um, with the the universe with with all life and it's it's powerful it's a huge reset and even though at this moment in time you know we can't all uh, go out there and do that right now um, we do have a unique opportunity to connect with the tree um, that might be in our yard or the water that we're drinking and um, and really allow that to um, give shape and direction to our life and allow that to inform what our contribution is. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, and and I know that that some of you um, might not live in the country. Um, I live in the country, and you, those of you who have been here to Sweetwater Sanctuary know what an incredible place it is and how beautiful it is. Um, you know, I'm looking out the window now at a lot of snow on the ground still, but um, but you know, you don't you don't have to have you know acres and acres around you to make to make your connection. Mm-hmm. And those of you who are plant people, I'm guessing most of you on this call might have a little something to do with plants um, in some way or another. That uh, you know, you can make that connection with your breath. So it is so simple, and it is so easy. It's it's really just imagining, you know, in, bring it into your into your beingness, you know, your favorite tree or your favorite plant or maybe the maybe the one you saw coming up out of your out of your uh, crack on your sidewalk uh, last time the, that they were they were coming up. I mean, there are some places right now where the, where spring is really happening. We're we're on the we're on the edge of it, but not quite. So, um, but anyway, it's really about bringing it in and making a conscious connection through your breath, consciously aware that the exhalation of the plant or tree is your inhalation, and your exhalation is the inhalation of the plant or the tree. So it's, it creates that cycle of breath, and it's such a simple, easy thing to do. You don't really have to think about it, but when you do bring it into conscious awareness, it just jumps it up several notches and brings you into that place of of, of real partnership, really, because you come into that realization that you actually, you know, you're in this together. You know, you're sharing the breath with another being, and it's not it's not just you receiving breath, but you're also giving. So it's receiving and giving both, and so you're giving back to those plants. So you are partnering together for this beautiful life-giving breath and as you all know your breath comes from plants and trees and sea vegetables that's it that's where oxygen comes from and so um we're in this incredible symbiotic relationship so it is so simple to make the connection to to make the connection with the plants during these times and in this in and you know connecting in with nature through via plants to me is is one of the easiest ways to connect in and the minute that you bring that into conscious awareness you, your your whole body just you know goes into parasympathetic you just you just calm right down everything just slows down you know your brain waves drop down a notch you know you you become more grounded and and you just it, it's like it's like literally breathing with a plant for a minute to 5 minutes 
is one of the best meditations that you can do because it changes so much, not only physically in your physical body, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And then you can come out of that and come back and deal with whatever it is you have to deal with in your life that might be perhaps a little challenging. And you're just so much more resilient. You're so much like ready to, to just step forward and say, yeah, okay, here I am. I'm available. I'm ready. So that's, that's a simple, that's a very simple thing to do. And I think many of you know that, but I just wanted to remind you that it's as, it's as simple as bringing your breath into, into conscious awareness. Um, so um, and I want to also mention uh, another Vision Council member, Jen Fry. Many of you may know her, but I know she's putting together some essences right now, little essence combos and things like now, like that right now during this time. So I just wanted to mention that for you, those of you who don't know about essences, essences of the plant, which is it's the vibratory resonance of the plant. It's, it's not... Um, it, there's no um, physical uh, constituents in it, but she's putting together some of those for right now. So I just wanted to mention that, so you can tune into Jen at um, uh, Bridget's Way is her is her website. So um, so that's another way for you to touch in with the plants and to just bring you into that place of calm and and groundedness. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And when we're more calm and grounded, we can connect better. So. Yes. Right, using these things or doing these things, making the effort to really connect in with nature right now has the effect of helping us to stabilize. And then after we feel more stabilized, I think then we can begin to go a next step in this strong time. And I know that times in my life <clears throat> that have been the strongest have been the biggest periods of growth for me, if I am to reflect back honestly. Um, so I'm looking at that too, like connecting in with nature, using the breath like Pam just described to prepare for this call today. I didn't, well, I did watch the news for a moment, which, you know, we can get our daily dose of, oh my, from there. But then I went out, I pressed my head to beautiful tree being in my backyard. I grazed a raspberry leaf to receive the download from the universe. I want to be sure that I'm also getting my news straight from the source, right? I want my body and myself to be vibrating with what is actually going on right now because I want to be able to move, to dance the sacred dance of life that's happening. Right now, with us, we're here, as Pam said. It's not haphazard that we're here right now. We're here to dance. And so what we're talking about today are things that can help us, you know, touch the beat if you've got too much feet like I do. You need that help. I love that. I love that. Uh, I love that image <laughs> that, um, <laughs> you know, if you want, if you want the real news, <laughs> Go to the plants and the trees and the water and the earth, you know, and you know, instead of going to like whatever and MS and BC, whatever all those numbers are. I I don't really watch those news things, but um it's hard to get away from it though, if if you you know, if you um have a phone that you look at at all, uh, you know, it's it's in your face the whole time. So I also would like to mention, even though here we are on devices, um you know, talking to each other, and and that's important, but it's so important to take breaks, 
to take breaks from electronics and the computer and the cell phones and all of that is, um, you know, there's these electromagnetic fields that are not of of nature. Uh, you all know this. Uh, this is not this is not new information. You notice that we are bombarded with all these electromagnetic fields that aren't. Uh, recognizable our bodies don't recognize them as self and so when you know I'll do a basic little immunological thing if we want to boost our immune systems then we bring things into our beingness that our our bodies our physical body emotional body mental body spiritual body recognize as self non-self is when the that's when the immune system kicks in and goes into action. What we want to be doing is bringing in those those uh, vibrations, vibratory resonances, and that which th- our bodies recognize as self. And that is nature. That's what the body recognizes as self. It does not recognize the EMFs from you know from computers and phones and and alternating current and you know on and on and on and on i'm not even going to go into the big one right now which is the 5g thing that's a whole another story but again it's like we are bombarded with electro you know magnetic fields that that our bodies don't recognize so to take a break from that instead of being around it all the time take a break from that so your body has time to go into maintenance and repair your immune system needs to go into maintenance and repair every once in a while so you've got to give it a chance to do that so take a break take some breaks from the emfs really really important have you noticed this pam um i'm sorry i didn't mean to you off no, there. no, I totally agree with you. And had you noticed this, which has really been coming to me, um, and I see it reflected in other people that I've talked to um, as well, is that as we are more and more in this time together, do you notice time is shifting? Like perception of time is shifting? Oh, absolutely. But, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think it's really incredible that we are all in a um, not just this strong time together, but in a place where um, time is is changing. It's a powerful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a beautiful, and, and speaking of time, um, there's this beautiful um, Monica Gagliano, who's going to be one of our teleseminar presenters in, um, I think she's scheduled for July. We don't have her write-up yet on our website, but we will. She's amazing. She's um, she's. Italian, but lives in Australia. I got to meet with her recently. Anyway, she's written a fabulous book called Thus Spoke the Plant. And she has a rap about time in that book that just, it was just kind of like, I mean, I, and I kind of knew this, but she really brought it home. She, she like, just, she nailed it. And basically she said that uh, time when it is outside of us, so you know, looking at our clock. Ooh, I gotta. Ooh, I got. I gotta go to work now because my my watch says it's time to go, or I have to eat eat my lunch now because this is the only time during the day I get to eat my lunch. That's very different than what your internal clock might tell you. So when we switched from from relying on our internal clock, on our internal rhythm, you know that rhythm that's much more perhaps in tune with nature. And we started relying almost exclusively on time outside of ourselves. That's when 
one of the big separations from nature began to occur. It's when we stopped relying on our inner our inner clock, our inner time. And I just, you know, I, I, I heard her say that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I really took that to heart and started really investigating it. And it's so true. It's so true. So just check it out. You know, that's another thing that you can be doing is, is like, okay, so, so now you, you, you don't have to be at work at 9 o'clock because they're telling you you got to stay home and work. Or maybe you just even, not even work, but stay home. And um, check it out. If, if you start to pay more attention to, you know, what time do you want to get up? What time do you want to eat? Maybe you don't want to eat till 2 o'clock in the afternoon just because somebody said you should be eating at noon. Maybe that's not what your internal rhythm wants to do. So just start to start to play with that a little bit and see uh, what you notice and, and how you notice that you become much more in sync with the rhythm of the earth. So mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, if that's what you were referring you. to with time, but that's my thing. No. That's my deal with time right now. <laughs> no, I think that I feel like the earth has called us into collective ceremony. I mean, mm-hmm. what it feels like to me, it's the same as what you said, just a little, maybe different languaging, but it feels to me like time when, um, when my community, where we have long stretches of ceremony. I mean, we joke about it, ceremony time. Like anybody who like are close with the earth, I think they know this time. Um, so it's like we've been called into community time on time. Um, and that aspect, I find it really interesting and beautiful. And I do think it's a good thing to pay attention to and experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering, Alicia, do we want to open this up for anybody's uh, comments or questions or stories or just give give our community a little bit of opportunity here to, to speak what's on their mind or, or share in some way? I do want to do that, but I would like to do one thing first, okay. if you don't mind, Pam. And okay. um, I would like to, <laughs> I'd like to kind of um, consolidate um, and make clear a few of the suggestions that we've made in here for people to um, really connect with nature. Okay. Um, starting with you had mentioned the breath, so if you want to, so we talked about breath. We talked a little bit about grazing, and I didn't go really into it, but even, you know, pressing our foreheads against trees, these are things that I've heard Julie talk a lot about, but if we could maybe um, kind of bring into focus some of the suggestions that we're making for clarity mm-hmm. before we move in, would that be okay with you? So, you, I'm sorry, I didn't, hear, I didn't understand what you just said, what? Yes. Can you talk about the breath again, and then oh, the breath. Talk maybe about breathing for a moment, and then and then we'll take questions. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, it's it's really about focusing on the in and the and the out. The you know the the inhalation. So the inhale. So so here's the other thing about breath. You know, again, you all know this, but um, these times we are in, we really need to strengthen our lungs. Our lungs are um, this situation we find ourselves in right now um, could have, you know, implications that for our lungs that might not be terribly healthy. So one of the things with breathing, especially when you're breathing in a conscious way, that it really helps strengthen your lungs. 
And, of course, you know, also your lungs are where you hold your grief. So that's another whole issue that we haven't even gone into today. But, uh, but, but, but we, we plan, if when we're holding our workshop here in this coming summer, um, Jen Fry and I, that's one of the places we want to go. We want to we talk about grief and, and the grief of, of where we're at right now on the planet and how to deal with that. But anyway, so that is held in your lungs. So it's about taking really nice deep breaths, and 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 you can you could even call it a green breath if you want. Imagine that is coming from the green beings, from the trees, the plants, the sea vegetables, all the green beings. That amazing oxygen-rich breath, and this is this is what makes this planet what it is. Is an oxygen-rich environment, and so we are, you know, one of the beings that that absolutely need oxygen in order to to, to live. And so the plants bring us that oxygen. So we 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 just very consciously, and maybe you might want to do that right now. You just might want to take in a nice deep breath, and you're breathing it in, and and you can see it. You can visualize it as 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 this reciprocity, this reciprocal. Um, you know, back and forth, this circle that gets created between you and the green plants and just bringing in that beautiful green breath that goes deep into your lungs, fills fills your body, and you begin to feel that that breath move to all your extremities and to all your cells. All your cells need this breath. And you breathe that in and you breathe it in deeply and then you breathe it out and you send that out breath to the plants and the trees. Again, it's 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 reciprocal. You're giving back, and and being able to envision that the trees and the plants are taking in your out breath. Your out breath becomes their in breath, and then it comes back again to you. And your in breath is the out breath of the plants and trees. And this cycle of breath, just cycle of breath, and this cycle of breath gives you your life, it feeds your cells, it strengthens your lungs, it brings you into calm, centered space. And this is something that is your birthright. You are already in relationship with the plants and the trees. You don't have to work to be in communication or in relationship. This is your foundational communication with the plants and trees, this breath. And it's here every second of every minute of every hour of every day you breathe, whether you think about it or not. And then when you take five minutes and actually bring it into conscious awareness that that's what's happening, your relationship with nature, which 99.9% of all living organisms are plants and trees, so nature is filled with these life-giving, oxygen-breathing plants and so you you can you can feel how your connection with nature just jumps up several notches because now you're consciously aware of it so just take one more nice deep breath and bring that in and feel how enlivened you feel with this green breath thank you Jen you're welcome um, and we'll probably have some other suggestions that um, we'll put up on our website or our newsletter comes out and 
I don't know, not this weekend, but next weekend. So we'll probably have some more um, suggestions in those places. Um, should we well, the biggest suggestion really is get outside if you can. If I, and I know we're being told to stay inside, but it, even if you can go out on your balcony or you can step outside your door, I mean, all you have to do is step outside your door. It doesn't mean you have to interact with anybody and you can breathe deep. So um, mm-hmm. I, I think, it, you know, as spring's coming now, that the more we can get outside, the better in nature, ideally. So, yeah. Agreed. Um, so if anybody uh, would like to share something or has any questions, you can press um, star five on your phone. And there's a little hand that comes up for us. And uh, we can call on you. All right, we have a couple hands up already. Um, oh, <laughs> remember Pam, I told you I always have, uh, I always get question and answer mode wrong. Here we go, I'll just switch it over. Okay. Select, okay. Um, Woody, can you hear me? Or can you can. can you hear me? Yeah, hi, yeah. Hi, hi all. Thank you so much for this um, important, beautiful opportunity. It was um, it was just a salve of of healing. To see it in my email last night. So thank you. Um, I I could comment. It feels like on several things, but. Um, I was really um, struck by the comments about, you know, restoring in this time. And I, um, you know, think that I love that play on words or that, that insight in through words of restoring, remembering that we are members of, you know, this, 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 this glorious organism altogether, as you've so eloquently stated today and shared, but that we are reconnecting, remembering our membership, you know, in this, this um, oneness. And um, I, I, I wanted to thank you for that remembering and recalling. And um, I was just going to share, um, a, a practice that I have um, uh, inspired really from a gift of a, a small um, little wind chime that a friend gave me years ago. And it's only about six inches long, maybe smaller. And the um, harmonics in it are made out of crystals that I can't recall, you know, from some cave source or some, you know, natural source. And it is hung above my sink. And um, it's beautiful. It looks great there and all of that. It's a beautiful piece. But when I remember my gratitude for, um, wow, for the um, tremendous gift, which is, is rare really around the world and too many, or, you know, scarce in other places. But when I have my water on 
And when I remember um, to offer my gratitude for the ease, for the cleanliness, for the hygiene, for the nourishment, for the hydration, and all of the, the beauty of water that comes at my fingertips, I hit that chime and it's tingling, um, beautiful crystalline sound um, just really connects me in such a way to all the grandness and, 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 and that you're speaking to today. So I wanted to share that and, and thank you. Mm. Thank you, Lindy. Thank you. Thank you, Lindy. Um, okay, and this is um, so as to us, it says Ro from New York. Hi, my name is Lisa. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Hi, I wanted to um, share a, another practice sort of building upon that that cyclical breath, um, my friend and I, who we, we only know each other through social media and we had wanted to travel this year to see each other. And, and since we don't know sort of, you know, how that's going to happen now, um, yesterday we arranged to go out into our trees and sort of whisper each other's names um, to our trees. And it was just this beautiful, I mean, um, I can't even really put into words, but I thought it would be a nice um, idea to offer out um, instead of, you know, always turning to FaceTime and Zoom, sort of connect with your friends through the network of trees. It was mm -hmm. um, really magical. That's a, That's a great idea. idea. I like that. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Are you there? I am here. Are you there? Okay. I, I am, but everything went so quiet for a moment, and I thought maybe my phone was dead. Um, would you like to take one more caller, or should we wrap up? Yeah, let's take another call. I think we can take one more call, okay. and then, then we can wrap it up. Okay. This is Susan Rowland from Ohio. Yeah, hi, this is Susie hi, R. Susie. Hi, Susie. Hi, Susie. Oh, my goodness. I haven't heard your voice in so long. I know, I know. I have a couple of things really quickly. One is, um, the t and this is coming not from me, but from Ohio, the state. You know, everybody is talking and using the term social distancing. And the mental care health workers in Ohio are asking people to consider using the word physical distancing instead because we don't want, nobody wants people to be socially distant. So just, um, just a commentary, a gift, or inviting anybody who um, resonates with that languaging. Um, second, I wanted to share that I've been thinking so much about dandelion lately. <laughs> and, you know, spring is coming, and obviously Pam, it will come to you <laughs> eventually. And, um, you know, just reflecting on the gifts of dandelion and the courage and the strength that come through that plant. And I've been thinking about when you came to Ohio and did the plant initiation with dandelion. And I actually still have the um, elixir that was made during that time. 
it's been in my refrigerator for years now because it's been a long time. And every year I'm like, I don't know why I'm keeping this. I don't know why I have this. And now this year it came that I know exactly why I have this now because I'm going to be gifting it to the land mm-hmm. as a remembrance and a healing to the earth and humanity and who, you know, all the kingdoms who choose to receive the gifts from the dandelion. And I'm also going to, I thought about this this morning. You know, you guys talked about doing some things in small ways. I see so many people, you know, spraying dandelions on my street. And I'm going to just write a little letter to everybody asking them to please take another look at dandelion. They're so nutritious. And instead of, you know, trying to kill them off again this year, you know, the bees need them. We all need them to, you know, maybe consider picking a few and taking them in their salads or something, just something simple. And, you know, I had to laugh about, you know, Pam's comment about, you know, it's time to, um, you know, be seen and not care what people think about you know, how we've been judged in the past, whether it's this lifetime, other lifetimes, all of that, and just shine as brightly, as brightly as possible now, because now is the time. Now is why we are here. We've waited for this. And I, even though I also grapple with the fear of what's going on, and I appreciate the, Alicia, the um, exercise of, you know, going away from the shore. That was very helpful. Thank you. And, um, You know, I just um, hope that we can all be as present as possible with all of our gifts and being able to also receive the gifts and support that the others have, that everyone has to offer us. And my one last comment, Pam, I just have to say this is, you know, if all else fails, ask the plants for help. Right. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you, Susie. And it's so interesting you're bringing up dandelion because this just happened yesterday. You know, I'm supposed to be doing a dandelion initiation here in Vermont uh, at the end of May, which, you know, I mean, maybe small miracles do happen and it will still be possible to do it in person, but maybe not. So, you know, I've been talking to dandelion saying, okay, what are we going to do about this? And basically, it was like the loud and clear message from Dandelion. Of course, you know, this is what Dandelion would say. It's like, nature's not on, nature's not on lockdown. And I was like, mm, yep, you're right. Um, do not cancel this initiation. And I was like, oh, alrighty then. Well, then, how would you like me to do this? So Dandelion is instructing me on how to do a virtual Dandelion initiation. Um, so my little, my little, uh, you know, online course techie guru is helping me figure it out. So I don't know. Who knows? This will be a maiden voyage. We'll see how it goes. But I'm, I'm we're going to do it because Dandelion said so. So there you go. <laughs> so Alicia, I think our time is about up. Could you just let everybody know what's coming up next on uh, Organization of Nature Evolutionaries? So we have a teleseminar here in. Uh, this month, which maybe you could tell everybody about that besides this one, another Hello. teleseminar. <laughs> yes, our next teleseminar is in April, um, April 19th, and that's with um, Jolie Yuman, um, with a, well, she, it's, right now it's scheduled to be an Oak Love Story. She's pretty awesome, but we just, she received our email last night, and I just got an email from her this morning, and she may want to change her topic to be more appropriate. 
um, for what's going on. So we'll we'll see. Um, we'd definitely be very open to that. But we have um, Jolene next month, and then we have um, uh, Cami in May, Cami McBride talking about Spring Herbal Kitchen. And we also, um, part of our response to this time is that many of you have asked for a really long time that we get our teleseminar archive on podcast, and I'm happy to say that that may begin to happen next week. We've been working on it, so I think that we're going to launch our podcast channel next week, which we're pretty excited about. That's great. And just so all of you know, we would love for you to be members. If you're not already, please go to our website, www.natureevolutionaries.com, and go to the membership page. And for a mere $35 a year, you can become a member. These teleseminars are, come to you free, and um, it's, you know, it's your memberships uh, and, your, and your donations that help us to do things for free and to offer them to the community. So thank you so much for considering that. It would be uh, love to see this community just continue to grow. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for being with us today, and I hope that you received a little bit of uh, breath of fresh air from, from this time together and have some ideas about how to be continuing to move through these times. And um, we look forward to when we can come together again. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you, everybody, for being with us today. Okay, we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.